0: In today's show, we're talking about making marriage simple as you focus on what matters most in every pillar of intimacy.
1: And there's a quote from Robin Sharma that talks about simplicity and he says, never overlook the power of simplicity. And I think as we talk about marriage, there's a lot of value to thinking through your marriage and making marriage simple again. And that's what we're talking about in today's show, but first and foremost. We start every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug. And the reason that we do this is so that you can hear from other couples that are having breakthrough, other couples that are taking action and hold on to their story and make it yours.
0: And hey, if you have one, share it. Mm -hmm. We want to hear it. It's why we do this (laughs) is because we want to just encourage others, but we want to hear your story. So again, hey, hit us up hugs at com, or you can call or text us at 858
1: So this hug starts, in your podcast, I found real people talking about real things that really happen or go through our minds, whether Christian couples admit it or not. I heard things that called me on the carpet to be better and to change. I heard things that explained why I felt the way I did or why I didn't feel I could talk about certain things. I started making some changes in my behavior and my communication, mm. and to be honest, my attitude. I was seeing things shift a bit for the better. I ordered the Six Pillars book and read it quickly. My husband was noticing changes. I told him about the book and the podcast, and he was so excited. He wanted me to keep sharing with him about the things I was doing and had noticed some of the changes I had made. He became your biggest fan. Amen. He asked to read the book when I was done. Love I it. thought I heard Angel sing. <laughs> he is now almost finished with the book, reading a chapter a day. And aside from his Bible, he doesn't really read books. Mm. Today, he asked if we could read it together when he's done and discuss it as we go through it. What? I said, yes, very excitedly. I can't begin to tell you all the lessons I've learned from your podcast, but one that sticks out to me was an email from a guy that said something to the effect of the biggest enemy of a great marriage is a good marriage. I want to have a great marriage.
0: That's right. I love it. Hey, and for those of you who haven't picked up the Six Pillars of Intimacy, go grab it. Go grab it. You can go sixpillarsofintimacy.com right now at this point in time. It's going to take you right to Amazon. Mm-hmm. So you can pick it up, the the soft cover paperback, you can pick up in Kindle. And you're also going to see right now, got released last week, the Six Pillars of Intimacy workbook. So you can get both of those. You can read the book, the book and then go through the workbook. And, and we have questions in there, questions that just break down every chapter for you so you can expand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and also,
0: as we we're talking about today, how do we keep our marriage simple, though, mm-hmm. through all that?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Tony and I um, had the privilege over this last week to attend not just one, but two weddings, um, literally within five days of each other on both coasts, yep. which was a super fun experience. One was on the beach here where we are in San Diego. And super simple. It was... The pastor, the bride and groom, the photographer, and me and Tony. That was it. And the other one on the East Coast, there in Henderson, North Carolina, um, the daughter of some dear friends of ours got married, and Tony actually had the privilege to co-officiate that wedding. Mm -hmm. And what was so neat about this wedding was that- Which was amazing. Well, yes. First of all, it was amazing to see Tony co-officiate that wedding. Um, But what was so special about this couple getting married is that they actually attended- As a dating couple, they attended the One Extraordinary Marriage Conferences in Henderson, North Carolina in 2019 and
2: 2020.
1: That's right. And, you know, as as we were looking at, you know, just talking about looking at these weddings and and looking at what they'd done. And, you know, they couldn't have been more different. Clearly, coast to coast, um, weather was very different. There was actually snow In North Carolina. So all of you that know how I feel about the cold, you know that if I was flying out to the cold for a wedding, there's a lot of love for this family. Um, we got to drive in
0: snow. It was actually, <laughs> it was, was actually an, adventure. It was an experience. I, I think that was the first time I've driven in snow in 19 years.
1: Yeah. But, and yeah, we won't talk about the first night that it was cold and snowing and you overshot the, uh, the intersection. Uh, <laughs> Remember when we were leaving the church and you like just kept driving and you're like, like I think you need to turn left there.
0: Well, the, yeah. Cause there was no lights and I couldn't see in the defrost on the car we had picked up. I, I just couldn't see. It was, it was, it was, weird. it was a moment the the mother, the grandmother of the bride, her and her son were behind us. And then they're staying at the same hotel as us and made mention to Elisa the next morning of how we overshot that turn.
1: Yeah. It's okay. It's, we're it's all okay. good. It was just a little bit of an adventure. Um, but, you know, as, as we looked at these weddings, right, even though they were so different, you know, in terms of size and location, all these kinds of things, they had a couple of things in common, right? There were couples who loved one another, mm-hmm. who had hope for the future and this desire to build a life together. And, you know, at the onset, w- when you're standing there saying your vows, it all seems pretty simple. Like, we got this, right? We love each other. We're going to build this amazing marriage. And, and yet here, Tony and I are 25 years later. Mm-hmm. Right, done a little bit of life in this thing called marriage, and you know, as we sat there on the plane on the way back, I just got to thinking, like, like when does that get lost, right? When when does that intentionality fade away? How does that happen when we become more concerned about the to dos and the have tos and less concerned with the different pillars of intimacy? And, and that's something that we've we've navigated ourselves because I like I remember. I remember as I looked at that these couples getting married, I remembered back to our wedding planning, right? And, and the back and forth, all the conversations about, you know, who's going to be on the guest list and, and what are we going to serve? Like Tony's dad had to have prime rib. Like I remember this conversation.
0: Wow. Him. I yeah. don't even remember that conversation. Well, because
1: your dad wanted prime rib at every special meal. So like, but... Did we have prime rib at our wedding? We did have prime rib. At our oh, wedding. okay. Yeah, and I remember, I remember all the conversations about the guest list because your mom and dad wanted to invite like everybody that they'd ever been invited to a wedding to, and so your dad had a guest list of about three hundred.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, on his he,
1: yellow legal pad.
0: Yes, on his. Le- well, he had to invite all of his Italian buddies and all of all of those folks. So, we, didn't. Yes, we didn't. We, we didn't. We didn't. But that was his... Alisa Alisa guest put her Elisa put her foot down
1: yeah I was like I don't know these people we're not but I remember trying to coordinate you know the flights and the hotels because all of my family was coming from out of town and I remember the conversations about the dress and trying on the dresses and I remember Tony and I actually being in a I mean I'm sure it was a record store I you know as I was writing this I put music but it had to have been a record store we were trying to figure out what our first song was going to be
0: Oh my gosh, that record store was in Palm Desert.
1: Yeah. Like I remember oh, sitting Oh, yes. Down. Like I remember there were so many things that we had conversations about and so much intentionality. And, and I'd like to tell you that they were, they were super, super important. I, I'd like to tell you that it was worth all of the angst and all the complications of all of the family and back and forth and things like that. And I will tell you, they made for a beautiful wedding day. Oh, yeah. But those things... And all of the the complications and, well, this family member wants this and this one doesn't want that and we've got to have this, they didn't actually make our marriage any simpler or any better because it was all about just being all wrapped up in that one day. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as we start to look at where our marriage goes and where it gets complicated, I mean, I think for some of us, our marriage gets complicated in the planning the wedding, right? You start to see all of the emotions come out. What does that look like? And, you know, when... When I wrote The Six Pillars of Intimacy, I actually addressed the wedding on pages 28 and 29 because there is all this focus leading up to the wedding. You know, the colors, the cake, the food, the dress, the venue. Yeah. And literally we were just all in this last week. And, and you get to this place where you spend all this money and all this time because one day has to be perfect. And we asked you guys, you know, recently on Instagram, we said, well, how much did you spend on your wedding? And you know, there were things anywhere from a thousand dollars up to $35,000. I think there was I think the smallest one was maybe 500. Um, but a lot of people were in that $10,000 range a- and we're living this right now because a friend of ours is actually planning her wedding. And so yes. we're, we're hearing about venues and all inclusive and costs and things like that. But she shared something with me as she and her fiance are preparing for their, their wedding. And, she said, you know, I, I've actually spent some time here after we got engaged, um, talking to, talking to other brides and, you know, what they've gone through. And, and I've asked them if, if your family wasn't paying for your wedding,
2: mm-hmm.
1: would you have still had the wedding day that the two of you planned or that your family's planned? And she said, "Alisa, you know, nine out of 10 of them replied, I would have made it much simpler. It would have just focused on us and the people that we really needed or wanted to be there. And I have to say, you know, when she said that, it just got me thinking. What, what do we do in our marriage? Right? Do we focus so much on the externals and making sure that, that we look good, that we forget to keep the relationship between the two of us simple and focus on building intimacy over the years with our spouse? And guys, this is a question, like I'm putting this question out because I was confronted with it as I was preparing for the show, because I will tell you, there have been times in our marriage where I've been so focused on the externals and whether it's getting approval from other people or being liked by people or or doing things with other people that I have most definitely thrown the intimacy, specifically the emotional recreational intimacy in our marriage under the bus with Mm -hmm. Tony, right? Do we, do we get so busy keeping up with everyone else that our marriage becomes so complicated because we aren't focused on us? Mm -hmm.
0: And I think more importantly, in the last five, 10 years, with social media, we we all look at it. We all see somebody else doing, we always see couples that are doing other things, trips, or just even going out on date nights or what, you know, you see that. And I think even for us, there have been times where personally, my thoughts have wandered. Mm -hmm. And they've taken me into places where I'm like, well, we don't have a good marriage. Our marriage isn't great. What, what, what are we doing? And I, and I forget that Elisa and I, we have our own marriage that journey that we're on just like you guys do. So what's it for you? Mm-hmm. What's it look like to, to, to take your marriage and make it simple in a way that allows you to have the extraordinary in your lives?
1: Yeah. Cause simple doesn't, simple doesn't have to mean that you're not extraordinary. Right, like, like I, I want to I, I be real clear here that, that sometimes when we, we subtract things or when we get laser focused, it doesn't actually make something less than. It can actually make something more than. Making your marriage simple, focusing on the two of you can actually bring a depth to your marriage, a depth to the relationship that you haven't had when you've been focused on all of these other things. And I speak from experience. When I focus on all the externals and I don't focus on what's going on between me and Tony, then what we have here doesn't work so well.
0: And I know some of you are probably going, but we have kids and we have work and we have businesses and we have in-laws and outlaws. We have (laughs) friends when we have this going on and that going on and we live full lives. Totally understand. So do Elisa and I. Mm -hmm. And yet, how can we bring ourselves to a place where we can get to the simple so that way we can take the six pillars of intimacy and use them so that way we can continue to expand our marriage. Yeah. The marriage. Remember, folks. And and we have we have a bit of a, an interesting place now because we've been we've been podcasting for twelve years now. We've seen our kids grow up. We've seen businesses come and go. We've seen family members pass. We we've experienced a lot. And there's something about making sure that Elisa and I are on track together, because that's what's going to allow us. To live a marriage that's gonna last 50 years, mm-hmm. 60 years. And I wanna and I wanna say this too. A number doesn't mean a, a number is a number. It doesn't mean the quality of a marriage you have. Some some gentleman came up to me the other day and, and made mention of, Oh, well, what do you know? You've been married twenty five years. And I and I looked at it and I said, Well, sir, how long have you been Ooh. married? He goes, well, I've been married 45 years. And I said, well, how, how have those years been to you? Well, this, and he he was just sort of grumbling about it. And I said, man, when I'm at 45 years, I'm believing that Elisa and I are going to have such a depth of our marriage that there is no grumbling going on because it's not about a number. It's about the quality of those years that Mm. we get to spend together. And there are times and there are seasons when getting back to simple allows us to have that quality that we need to withstand everything else that's going on around us. Doesn't mean we, we don't address everything around us. There's things that are happening constantly. Right. And yet, how are we getting back to that place where it's just me and you, Hmm. you and me going to make it through?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we want to address that with all of you. And we're going to do that right after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 Face Topical Supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 Eye Supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you.
2: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
1: We're back and we're talking about how to make marriage simple again. And I want to say from the get-go that it starts with a shared foundation. Um, I think looking at these two couples over this last week, getting married and and just remembering, you know, kind of what those early days look like and, and remembering that, you know, two people come into a marriage with your own ideas on marriage. Right, you, you've had your own role models on how to do marriage. And I will tell you, I've done enough coaching sessions over the last nine years uh, that I've been coaching to know for sure, 100%, you always come into marriage with your own baggage. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you guys know I don't use always. In fact, I had a coaching client call me to task last night for using the word always in a coaching session. So, my coaching clients have permission to do that. But everyone comes in with their own baggage. And, and so, when you get to this place of saying, okay, we're going to build off the sa- same foundation. And we're hearing so many of you that even if you're 20, 30, 40 years down the road, you are picking up six pillars of intimacy and you're making that be the shared foundation, that shared language, that shared understanding of this is what, this is what we're building, mm-hmm. right? You get the concept of the six pillars. And so you're like, oh, okay, this is, this is the language that we've been looking for. Instead of playing this tug of war, we're actually going to build together, hand in hand, using tools,
0: When I got to co-officiate this wedding, I was privileged to speak into this newlywed couple that before they said their vows and their I do's, I had the opportunity to speak something over their life. Mm -hmm. And as I stood there and I looked at them, the thing that popped into my head, and I want you guys to remember this, and no matter where you are in your marriage right now, when you said your I do's, as we, as we shared in this episode at the beginning, all the wedding stuff, all, the, all that to, to culminate on that day where you said your I do's and you got to kiss one another as husband and wife. And I looked at this couple and I told them through thick and thin, you're on the same team. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter what may be going. Doesn't matter if you're in the valley right now you're on the same team. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you're on the, on, on the, on the top. Like you've, you've summited Everest. You're at the top of whatever that top is for you guys. You're on the same team. And if you guys can do that, and if we can do that, it's amazing what's going to happen in your lives. Mm -hmm. You add the six pillars of intimacy to that. It's radical what can happen we did an episode some time ago, episode 506, Marriage is a Team Sport. I'm going to put the link to that here in the episode notes for you guys. But think about that. When mm-hmm. you think about making marriage simple again, what does, it, what does that look like? How do we get back on the same team together mm-hmm. so that way we can have the extraordinary?
1: Yeah. And when you, when you marry a strong foundation with intentionality, which is the second point here about being intentional, then you get into this place where literally the, ma- the extraordinary starts to happen. The magic starts to happen because see, it, and I shared in the book, we fell into this trap. I fell into this trap. I won't put it on Tony. Um, where I expected that because we'd set our ideas, our marriage was going to be simple, right? Like, like, like we got this, we love each other. We got married. We're building this life together. No, because we weren't intentional. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I just assumed that, that because we had gotten married, that I, that Tony would tolerate anything, like anything from behavior to schedules or whatever, that he would always be there, that he didn't need as much attention now as much focus because like we were married, I could go, you know, work my career and I could go build this and I could spend so much time focused on like, I, I just assumed that. But the truth of the matter is, is that after the I do's, after the wedding, after all of that planning and intentionality for that day, the intentionality doesn't stop with the honeymoon. In fact, intentionality is needed more in your marriage the longer you've been married.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The,
1: the intentionality is needed more in your marriage between husband and wife after you have kids, as those kids grow up, as they move out. I will tell you, I'm working with you know so many couples now who are getting either have just crossed that line into empty nesters or are getting close and can see the empty nest line in front of them. And there is this awareness that maybe we haven't been as intentional as possible. And I want to tell you part of keeping your marriage simple and getting to that place is asking the question every day, what can I, what can I do to build my marriage today?
0: Intentional done on purpose, deliberate. We, we, we tend to use, um, the dictionary to get the meaning Mm. of a word. And I, and I just want to say that because this is something that Elise and I have believed in for years and even have said it often. How are you being intentional and how are you taking action? But the intentionality is what's done on purpose. What are you doing deliberately in your marriage?
1: Mm-hmm. It, it, we can't be, you can't be extraordinary and not be intentional. Mm. Like I'm just going to tell you, you can't, if you want to have an extraordinary marriage, the only way to get there is to be intentional. It won't just happen. It's mm. not a spontaneous occurrence right? With, with a shared foundation and intentionality. And the third thing that you need to do is that you need to give the gift of your time. And your time to your spouse is a gift wrapped up in the prettiest ribbon. We're not talking gift bags here. We're talking like you actually put it in a gift box and you put a ribbon on it and you handed it to your spouse. And let me be real clear here. I'm not saying you need to spend 24 hours a day with your spouse. If Tony and I spent 24 hours a day together every day, we'd probably both go crazy. We love each other. We love spending time together, but we need our own individual. That's why our home has two offices, not one. That's right. Because that much space together, no. And when you're with your spouse, be fully present. And for all of you right now that are saying, but Lisa, you don't know what's on my schedule. You don't know how demanding my kids are. You don't know. I'm just going to tell you to stop it we've had little kids and we've been intentional. We've had careers and we've had businesses that have been demanding on our time. I will tell you that if you give your spouse even five minutes, guys, five minutes of dedicated time every day, you will see a shift in how simple your marriage gets because sometimes, sometimes all your spouse needs to know is, do you see me? Will you give me your attention and intention? Marriage is not that complicated. I know a lot of you are facing stuff right now. I know there's a lot of junk. But can you get to a place of a shared foundation? And it doesn't matter how long you've been married. You can always introduce a foundation. You can always choose to be intentional about your actions. And you can always choose to give the gift of time. Those, those are choices. Mm-hmm. Those are not skill sets. They become skill sets when you practice the choice over and over again, but it starts with a choice.
0: Yeah. And I want to, and I want to share, we started off this year with episode 684, cast your vision to make this the best year yet. Mm-hmm. And if you've listened to it, you may remember that we were really saying, how are you taking your six pillars? Mm-hmm. And you're casting that vision for your marriage. As we enter the second month of the year, there may be a lot of things that have already been added to your plate and you listened to that episode and it was just like, oh, thank you, Tony and Alisa. That was great and moved on. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's time to go back and listen to it. I'll have it here in the episode notes for you or just go listen to 684, but I want you to think about something to make your marriage simple again. What is one thing? Mm -hmm. What's one thing you can do for the next 30 days when you look at your six pillars of intimacy? What is that one thing you guys want to do? Because I believe sometimes we put so many things on our plate that we lose focus Mm -hmm. and we lose the, the desire to even do it because we're like, well, we got this and we got this and we got this. And one of you's like all gun ho. And the other one's like, man, this is so much. I I feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So what's the one thing for Elisa and I, I'm going to just share this Sundays after church, we do our coffee breaks. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that we're really diving into. Because that allows us to look at all our pillars. It allows us to, to know where we're at from our schedule to our sexual intimacy, to our physical intimacy, emotional intimacy. It's 30 minutes. For us, that's, that's a huge time. Like we, we know and we spend a lot of time together because of One Extraordinary Marriage and, and interviews and, and talking to you guys on Take Action Thursday or doing the podcast together. And yet for me, for my marriage, that coffee break for 30 minutes, wow,
2: mm-hmm.
0: what an impact it has. And we got back to that place of just going, this is what we need to do to keep our marriage simple, Mm -hmm. but have massive breakthrough.
1: And it's going to be different for every one of you. That's right. It's going to be different. But here's the thing. If you'll notice, there are six pillars of intimacy and there are 12 months in a year. That means that it works out really nicely for all you math people that you can really focus and go through each one of the pillars twice in a year or once every six months, however you want to like wrap your head around that. But I will tell you that when you're intentional, when you use that as a shared foundation, when you're getting to this place of saying, what are we going to do? Instead of throwing up your hands and saying, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? You look at one another and you say, what can we do?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And you start taking action. I I just want to remind you that, that sometimes things feel complicated because we aren't taking action. Because we're waiting for the answer to miraculously just drop out of the sky and, you know, plop in the middle of our marriage, our relationship. I will tell you, the miracle often starts to happen when you take action. You want it to get simple, you start taking action. As I told a coaching client the other day, you have permission to step in the direction you want your marriage to go. You actually don't need, I will tell every single one of you, you don't need permission from Tony and I to make your marriage simple again. You don't need it, but some of you actually need to hear that you have it Mm -hmm. so that you'll go do it. We're telling you this year, make your marriage simple again. Like Tony said, figure out that one pillar that you need to take action on over the next 30 days and go do it. Then share your hug about how it worked. Share your hug about how that breakthrough, share the hug about like like the hug that I actually shared with you guys today. She started listening to the podcast. She started changing how she showed up. She changed her attitude, you guys. It's a big thing. I just told my 16-year-old about changing her attitude. Starts even with the kids, right? Her husband said, what are you doing different? And then he got excited. Y'all can do the same thing.
0: Oh, that's good stuff. Wow. You know, we're truly honored and blessed to get behind these microphones and... And just share with you guys about marriage. The good, the bad, the ugly. All of it. From talking about sexual intimacy to just talking about making your marriage simple again. And what does that even look like? So we thank you. We thank you for giving us the privilege to speak into your life and into your marriage. Because here at One Extraordinary Marriage, what we do is to impact one couple. And I'm praying and we're praying that that one couple was you today. Mm -hmm. So go out there. Go make your marriage extraordinary. Love you guys. We'll see you next week.